just about to start. It's like, oh my titty. <laughs> what? <laughs> just go. Hello and welcome to the Album More Comics podcast. This is episode fifty-four. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Richie. I'm 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 Sean. <laughs> That's right. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you're hearing this, you uh, heard that we brought out a, a couple episodes. Yeah. So because uh, apparently we didn't upload our San Diego episode, which exactly. was news to all of us at one point. <laughs> so, um, but we're here back yeah. now, and we're gonna jump right into the news. Uh, so uh, the big thing that we want to talk about today is going to be our uh, Dark Knights Metal event that we're going to be doing. Yeah, I want to um, talk about this. You've done this the last couple podcasts. Yeah, Let's we're going to some other news. Here. This, well, this podcast should come out after. this week sometime. It, no, it'll come after, wouldn't it? It'll come after. Uh, he usually gets them to us pretty quick. So Cocaine it should is a hell be, of a drug, Zach. Hopefully you're hearing it right before and you can <laughs> yes, plan. Exactly. That's, we're going to hope for that. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Yes, uh, next. Yeah, yeah, yes, August fifteenth yes. at eleven thirty, we're going to be opening up, uh, and at twelve oh one, we're going to be selling uh, Dark Knight's Metal Number One by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Uh, we've talked about this online on our uh, other podcasts, on our stream sales, but uh, we're going to be doing a raffle. We're going to have mm-hmm. a cake that's going to be the cover of uh, Metal Number One. It's not just any cakes. People are like, "Cake? You, yeah. No, we're not going to buying a cake. <laughs> we're buying a cake that has the cover." to metal on it. Yeah. Uh, which is metal. And we're supposed to be getting a I can fire Zach. We're supposed to be getting a phone call from Scott Snyder to thank uh, us and uh, the writer. Uh, and the writer of well, the What if I've never heard of Scott Snyder? You gotta tell You've me who this guy is. No, I'm talking if I'm the audience. Oh. Cool. Scott Snyder oh. is the writer of uh, You're one of the people. <laughs> of uh, the New 52 Batman. He is the writer of the topic we're gonna be discussing today. And, and he's the writer of the Dark Knights Metal uh, event that's going to be correct. coming out. So, uh, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be doing uh, looks like a live streaming kind of podcast thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have cake. We're going to have metal music. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. I'm not. I'm not going to be here. Um, okay, that's <laughs> bummer. Uh, we'll see, John. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Just in the uh, in the around the world news, uh, Netflix acquired Miller World and all of its yeah. properties. So if he already sold off all of his movie rights and everything, yeah, how does that what, work? What else is yeah. there to actually option? You know what? The only thing I can think of is that there has to be stuff that he has on the back burner, mm-hmm. and they're like they're gonna pre-buy all of his stuff. Yeah, and they're like he's like I got fifty ideas, and they're like those are ours. That's gonna be my guess, That's which really I don't know how he did it, but he is a smart dude. <laughs> You know, so early on in his career, I loved his work, and then sure. and it turned into before the work was even out, there was already option for a movie, yes. and the movie was out before the work got finished, right? Which was annoying. Yeah, this is what it always felt like to me. So or, I, I don't know, maybe or, maybe he can spend time on actually doing because when he actually sits down and like writes his stories out and gets them out on time, they're really good. They are. But then you know, with all this, I got all my movie deals and my TV deals and my Netflix deals and stuff like that. Well, okay, that's fine. I'll get your work out on time. <laughs> I'm yeah. still waiting. Um, so that was really interesting. That is interesting. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. With yeah, that. I have no idea what they're going to do with it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're going to do a Kingsman ongoing after the two movies, or or, or they could know. call it Secret Service. I guess. There you go. Or they could out. do um, the things that we've been uh, waiting for for when the first. I'd be down for a kickass. 
Well, not, well, not if we talk about that, but do you remember Nemesis? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Superior. Nemesis. Uh, things yeah. that, that everyone was really I thought those were already about. pre-optioned for some They were, but, but that was years ago. Did they drop off? Yeah, we don't know. Hmm. He may have optioned them, and you only get, like, I think it's like three years or something, or five, or it could, I think it might be like three to five. Yeah, it goes you have to make something, and you have to make something with And if you don't, it, it goes back to him. Yeah. So he may have the rights to, let's just say, Nemesis, because that was years yeah. ago. That's true. And now they're like, yep, you know, they'll do it. So, uh, very interesting to see what goes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, this I thought was interesting. They did an interview uh, online with Dan DeDio recently, and he said that the Dark Matter books, the books, the line of books that is going to be spearheaded by some of the biggest uh, people in the company Jim Lee, Scott Snyder, um, Greg Capullo. Uh, Rags Morales, th- those kind of people. Uh, they're brand new books, brand new characters, the whole thing. Those books, um, the creators will have financial stake in, so that they'll actually have um, ownership over some of it. Hmm. So, um, and they said that they're trying to figure out a way to make creative people more excited, more um, invested into the product. And uh, when a character shows up in Batman, they get a little cut of that, and that's a great thing because you know they want to try and help that creative push for new stuff not just bringing in the old that's excellent so i wanted to hear what you guys thought about that do you guys think that's a good idea a bad idea some people say oh they tried to do this back in the 90s and then they they didn't work and then they had to write people out of continuity and those characters out some people say no uh, most other companies don't do this except for image right. um but image is your own thing it's not a you create a character in a big universe and then you get ownership over that and you actually get money from that um, I'm in the second one but I'm interested to hear what you guys say You so for me I think that uh, donating money to the creator of something I think too often um, entertainment is the uh, sliding door at a grocery store you kind of just go Revolving through it. Revolving door, you mean? No, a sliding door, like an automatic door that opens for you. Everybody just kind of walks through it, assuming that it's an automatic door and enjoy it. But they don't really go behind the workings of how that automatic door works. And the same thing. We just kind of consume entertainment, but we don't really look at where the, that, that entertainment comes from. The creators, as such, are the working gears behind that. Yes. And I feel like giving or drawing any attention to that and giving them the benefit just helps everything. I don't see and in a world where that doesn't work, I don't know if that's something I want to be a part of in the first place, you know. Well, no, this should work to drive better product is what it's right. supposed to be. Yes. Exactly. That's what they that's what they're doing. They're saying, "Hey, you have an actual emotional tie to this because I'm paying you to basically. Yeah, this is your stuff, man. Right. Make it good." Yeah, yes, <laughs> you know, you and you'll you'll benefit and you'll reap the rewards if it yes. is good. Exactly. So why wouldn't the creators go out of their way to, to really pump you know their heart and soul into yeah. something? In my heart, it almost kind that, of to salts. me that's what it's supposed to be. It's, that's what that's what is meant by this. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, from, and, and I yes, from and DC, I so. and I totally agree with you because um, they're saying, hey, make this new character as big as Batman, and if you do, you'll become stupid rich. Right. Mm-hmm. And and if all of us are loving it, if we go, oh, this new whatever book is. Fantastic, and it's yeah. one of the coolest things out there. They get money, DC gets money, we get a new book that we love. Yeah. I What's the yeah, wrong with that? I don't see the wrong in it. And I think it also solves the thing that we discussed not a podcast ago about characters without development and just kind of like uh, 
the false images of real well, society. You, you can't shoehorn you know? something in and expect right. it to be gold. Exactly. It's got to be organic. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't even know what the hell you just coughed for. I don't know either. <laughs> that was mumbling. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, people at home probably got it. But <laughs> all, all I heard was something about him autoflating himself. Um, um, so, so those were kind of the around the world news. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I have to do it every time because every podcast could be somebody's first. That's oh, right. I'm leaving. And uh, that's going to be, uh, we do a uh, Wednesday night and Friday night stream sale. You should yeah. tell them we oh. do a podcast, too, while you're at live it. On, live, <laughs> on, <laughs> live on uh, Facebook Live. Yep. Uh, just join the I Want More Comics Facebook page uh, at 6 p.m. Mountain Time and, uh, through 8 p.m. Mountain Time. We do these uh, every Wednesday and Friday. Yep. And if you're uh, a friend of all ours on our page it'll let you know as soon as we go live yep so you know uh it'll give you a reminder and all you have to do when you uh do that is buy um stuff through the uh facebook it's super simple it's really fun um and we have a ton of fun doing it absolutely it's one of the easiest ways to get your comic books and in my opinion it's a hoot of entertainment as well I definitely agree. A hoot. A hoot. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, from there, we You're also have a monthly uh, comic book club and manga club yep. that we host, uh, respectively, on the second to last Thursday and last, last Thursday. Thursday of the month. Yep. Um, we are doing, for the manga club, the second last Thursday, we're going to do Dragon Ball Volume 2. Yep. Uh, which is four, five, and six, right? Yes. And yes. we're also going to slide in one, two, and three because uh, the f- couple people missed the first one. And yes. We really are just going to talk about Dragon Ball and all its facets: the anime, and manga, versus the yeah. manga, versus yeah. the toys. What do you think? Who would be who in a fight? Really, all the important stuff that comes with Dragon Ball consumption. Exactly. And then on the last Thursday of the month, what we're going to do is we're going to slide into one of my absolute favorite books, and I can't believe that you picked it. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's called Paul Dini's uh, True Dark Knight. Tale, um, and it is uh, one of the it's the craziest first, it's books. A personal, t- yeah. personal tale from Paul Dini. Correct. Uh, that is going to be the last Thursday. We meet at six thirty on both of these nights. Again, you don't have to buy the books, but if you'd like to, both the books that I mentioned are actually twenty five percent off right now. Thirty yeah. percent if you're a Hold Slot member, yep. and you can just pick those up at any time. We'll host the sale until the day we actually host the event. Absolutely. So you have time to do that. I would suggest stopping by and discussing the things that we love most, which is comic books. Absolutely. And their content. Very good. Michelle Booth says, just do it! (laughs) Um, And then also, of course, uh, check out on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and of course, uh, Facebook for... uh for I Want More Comics. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into uh, Picks of the Week. Do it. Uh, this is going to be pretty Just quick because uh, there's two <laughs> books today. Yeah. Uh, and you guys both pick the same thing, so I'm going to have you guys go first. What that's did great. you guys pick? Night Fight. What did we pick? I don't know. What? Oh, Rocket Girl. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, after a long hiatus, Amy and, and uh, Brandon Montclair finally came back. And Amy Reader is a, kind of a store friend. Mm-hmm. Known her for a lot of years. You sure have. And... She came back with number eight, Rocket yes. Girl number eight. It's been on. It's been missing for a while. A while. <laughs> I actually at least nine months. I actually. But she was of, working on Moon Girl, and Double right. Dinosaur for Marvel Forever. Which good so. for her. She absolutely should do that. And yeah, she knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah. But I personally, this I like this property better. Right. I I enjoy this property as well. The uh, it was a little like kind of like dusting off. 
your old bike because <laughs> you haven't well, been on you, it in a you while. Just, yeah, you got to kind of go back and be like, oh, oh yeah, right. this is where we were in the story. Okay. Right, because it had been that long. But once I fell back into the place where I was reading this nine, ten months ago, it was it was great to be back in this world and enjoying it. And again, Amy Reader completely carries the story for me in this. Uh, Montclair is no slouch when it comes to writing, and I don't mean to insult him, but the artwork in this is just stellar, and I can't... I don't... It's not because we know Amy, it's just... Well, I, her I personally like her art style quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, her artwork to me is something I wear on t-shirts, I've bought her posters, well, and this was before yeah, it's, her stuff I knew is, you knew her. <laughs> yeah, her stuff is fluid and dynamic, which yeah. is what I like about it, yeah. and how it tells the story. <laughs> and she'll, she'll think of things differently as far as angles on how to the angles the in this book especially book. with rocket girl because she's very uh aerodynamic she's very she's so flying she's, she's so a, flying she wears a rocket <laughs> i know that that might be a spoiler for rocket girl but she has a rocket strapped <laughs> to her back oh come on she's a, she's a modern day police right um officer right. gone back in time to the 80s correct it, i guess <laughs> so. well the the premise of the story is that in 2012 which is the present, uh, something is very wrong. And children are our police force, and they have the ability to time travel, and they use this capability to go back to try to fix time. It's a secret of Black Ops mission that they send their best agent on, and she goes to the year 1980... I think it was 85. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. 85. And she has to find and... uh, the cause of the disruption and fix the present. It's been a minute since I read that first one when she goes back. Yeah. So I can't remember if yeah, it's exactly so, 85 or not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but, so it's very, it's got some 80s love, little flavor in there. But again, what I wanted to mention is just the dynamics of the illustration, the angles in which Amy's eye is kind of well, taking on this. It's and then just, there's a point where she tries to go back to the present time and realizes and it that it's been divergent and she can't. Yeah, she's messed so. something up. So, so now she's kind of stuck there, right? So we flip flop through the story arc of between 2012 and which is present and 1985, which 1985. is 1985. Yes, ish, ish, because <laughs> it could be 86 or 87. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it's correct. Five, yeah. So, uh, if you haven't picked up Rocket Girl, I would pick up the trade, see if that carries you, and then start picking up these single issues as they come through. Yeah, and it's a good book for anybody. Absolutely. You don't. You could be all ages, pretty much any age. Even if you didn't grow up in the '80s or don't have the love for the '80s, this book. Which I don't, but I still like the book. This book is great. <laughs> so. All right, right, Zach. What about you? Uh, my pick from last week was going to be uh, the New Gods Special Number One. This is the first of the series of one shots that DC is doing to celebrate the hundredth uh, birthday of Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Who's this uh, Jack Kirby guy? Uh, Jack Kirby, one of the uh, founding fathers of uh, comic books. Hmm. Um, but he, he had a hand in pretty popular character way back in the 40s. Uh, yeah, Captain America. Oh, that's his name. Oh, yep. right. <laughs> uh, he's also the guy who invented with Stanley X-Men, the Fantastic Four, just just everybody, if you just really almost... Uh, so he, he's about he's, to break, is what we're saying. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's about to hit the mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this, this New God special uh, was written and drawn by Shane Davis, which uh, I haven't seen him do interiors for a long time. And uh, this whole book 
centered around, uh, of course, the New Gods, specifically Orion, who is, uh, if you haven't followed the New Gods mythos, it's one of the coolest things that uh, Jack Kirby, in my opinion, ever did, and he did it over at DC. This was after he left Marvel. After he went he left to DC Marvel. and created his own entire universe. Yep, yeah. he's the that one. was within the DC. Yep, he's, yep, Darkseid, uh, Orion, um, all that stuff is uh, Steppenwolf from the New Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. He's the creator of as well. But so the New Gods, the special is a... Uh, the first story, there's because there's a couple in here. It's a, uh, it's a story with Orion um, fighting back uh, uh, another new god and trying to save um, Forger uh, and his bug people, which I have always loved. I've always loved that costume. And uh, the big thing here is that Shane Davis really took it back to an old school writing style. Mm-hmm. So um, he really. If you've read that old New God stuff, it's very 70s, and it's very exclamation points, and, you know, you can't do that, I will stop you, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um... So, well, some of the characters he created were a little wacky. Sure. Well, but, <laughs> so, but and Shane Davis... So, Shane Davis, what I liked in here was that he drew it modernly with the great, um... Um, artistry that he does, but he still had the wacky, fun, goofiness of it all. He didn't make it some, um, as we'll probably talk about next week, he didn't do a Mr. Miracle right. where he took the concepts and updated it or changed it and made it, you know, a little bit different. No, it's just a love letter to Jack Kirby, which right. is what I think it should be. Um, the artwork in it was great, the story in it was a ton of fun. Uh, the backup. So did he? I haven't looked at this yet. Oh yeah. And so it was just good. a quick question. Did he actually yes. try to do things a little bit in the Kirby style? Well, I'm, I'm sure. talking perspective. Where oh sure. You have the hand dry, dynamically uh, forward. Yeah, at the, yeah. At the he did. He reader, did try to do that. that kind of stuff. He tried to do a little bit. And of the that. hand yes. is as big yeah. as like the rest of the body because yeah, there's some big double page <laughs> spreads and stuff in there. Yeah, there's some double page cool. spreads. Um, I have to take a look at it. I, I love it. Was I love Kirby and I love all of his. Yeah, the new god stuff is great. And uh, then there was a backup uh, written and drawn by Walt Simonson, uh, and that was a um, Orion story as well. And then the uh, last couple pages is going to be some original uh, New wow. God stuff from Jack Kirby. And for the people out there that don't know who, who Orion is, who's Orion? Uh, so Orion, and this is one of the biggest since, things. Since the book center sure, is around. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Orion is one of the coolest New Gods, in my opinion, along with Mr. Miracle. Basically, the whole premise of the New Gods is that there's two different um, uh, cities, planets, uh, that... Are about ready to go to war. There's the High Father, which is the good side, and there's Dark Side, which is the bad side. Yeah, he's an apocalypse. Oh, on apocalypse, yeah. and they uh, they're about ready to go to war, and to have a truce, they decide to give each other their firstborn son, and um, so the High Father, the good guy, gives him his son, who turns into Mister Miracle, uh, who defies Dark Side and still turns into a good guy, and Orion is Dark Side's son, who's supposed to be evil, but he was raised good, so he. Is is a, a very um, he's angry. Very, he's very headstrong. Too. He's he's a very headstrong, very angry, but he's still a good guy. And it's a really cool mythology that they do there, and they kind of um, hint into some of that uh, mythology here as well. Uh, I would love for Shane Davis to be the artist on a New Gods book. Uh, there's so many New Gods that show up in this. If you haven't read the New Gods, you can read this and just jump in because they kind of explain what I just did to I you. Think, I think uh, we just picked this up because we had damages on it, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. I think I just. Yeah. Got this actually. So, um, so again, uh, as a New Gods fan, I am ecstatic right now with this, and also Mr. Miracle, which, um, spoiler alert, you'll probably hear 
on the next podcast. Uh, so I'm loving that they're showing love to the new gods, and I think there's nowhere to go but up. So. All right. <clears throat> Excellent. All right. Uh, well, let us jump into the very fun, very cool Spinning the Racks. Spinning the Racks. Spinning the Racks. Yeah. So, uh, with the beginning of this, what I wanted to do real quick is before we go spoilers. Um, spoilers! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, we are going to break down um, the comic book AD After Death by Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire. Yes. Um, and I really quick wanted to let the listeners know that haven't read it uh, why they should read it. Okay. Um, yeah. Without giving them a spoiler. Sure. And then we'll tell them to deposit here and then they can go. Read yeah. it and come back if they want. That. Sure. Um, part of the reason of this book, the reason we did it is there is a lot of content in this book. A lot. And with the content can sometimes come kind of an intimidation factor, especially yes. if you're, you're not sitting down and taking the time to read like, you know, three hours of comics. Um for for those that might be intimidated, I would ask you that you listen to this podcast and see if you can get inspired to read the whole thing. Well, it's a meat. It's a meat and potatoes book. Yes. Totally. Yes, like, yes. there's a lot of dense content in this right. book. Yes. And it's parts of it are definitely more prose novel right. with yes. an illustration than they are your uh, traditional right. comic Exactly. And so. so, as I say... I would if you if that's not like your reading style or something you you don't want to get into then definitely listen to this podcast see if we can inspire you with the story itself to go read sure. the actual words these guys created because we're not going to do it justice yes as much as we want to the 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 written word on these pages to me were astounding and um, just excellent yes. so with that said uh, why should someone pick this up if they haven't yet uh. Well, so I think that, um, and kind of we kind of glossed over this morning when you came in and said, "Hey, just give me a quick thing." I don't. I think that if you are if if you're a fan of thought provoking comic books, um, and I said and I said it. I said um, if you. I said it. I said I said, <laughs> I said um, if you like Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, uh, if you like Grant Morrison Honestly, stuff. Honestly, if you like the creative team. Sure, if you so like you the creative team. Yep. Yeah, if you like Jeff Lemire and you like Scott Snyder. Even if you don't like half the creative team. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Um, if you like that sort of thing, then this is a must read because this is going to. Um, this is going to challenge not just, like you said, not just, they challenge the way that you bring out a comic book, how you present a comic book in here, uh, whether it's, you know, your thing or it's great or it's, I don't know if, I don't know if it's industry changing like it is, you know, with Watchmen or Dark Knight Returns, but it's something different. Right. Magazine format, the pros. This before this even came out with the very third issue, it was already optioned. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so if you want some. We actually still have all three of the original issues too. Absolutely. Which, which I will say that Zach and I discussed about after reading this book how disappointed we are in ourselves yes because we should sell the crap out of this book we and sh- part of it is that we, we should have no copies here at the store because we didn't oh, we, dive no, into it dude I but I know when we, I, went when we ordered this I, I made sure we went no I know we ordered heavy. Heavy. I know that's we ordered, what so. I told Zach is that we never underestimated the book no not not once we no, all read we the all, first issue and yes. we went oh we have to wait until all this comes out well and the thing that puts everybody <laughs> off by this is the size oh, yes yeah. it's definitely a magazine sized comic yeah so it's not your typical form Formatted comic, an eight no. and a half by eleven comic. Well, and, it's and, larger by a lot. And this book you, is so good, we could have ordered two hundred and fifty, and I feel like we still still should have sold that. This, yeah, but a lot of people good. are. What I'm saying is, yeah. a lot of people are going to be 
well, like not the like more. They're they're just gonna have an issue because people when they see bigger or weirder looking comics to them, yeah. they shy away from them. Well, and and like you said, so it doesn't the, fit with their. You know, what, how it sits on my shelf mentality. Because a lot right. of people have that. You know, yes. it doesn't fit into my comic book boxes. Well, yeah, but it's well worth picking up still. Totally. Exactly. If you don't like the single issues like that, they do a hardcover. Yeah, sure. I, I bought the three single issues and I bought the hardcover. Yes. Right. Just because it was going to be easier I, to reference it really And fast. I will be buying the hardcover as soon as we get more copies in. But, tomorrow. Uh, right. Tomorrow. But, so, uh, if you, again, if you like to think of yourself, if you're one of those people that go, oh, I always want to read, you know, um, something... Anybody who thinks that they want to read something different, yes. maybe not capes and tights. Sure. Yeah. You yes. Know, if you want to go off the reservation a little bit, if you want to read something a little challenging, yes. it's going to make you think. Exactly. You should definitely pick this book if up. If you like challenging yeah. comic books, whatever you, that you is. You will get your, your, your bang for your buck. Yes, you will. I. It is, like I said, it is dense. It yeah. is dense. <laughs> um, so... Okay. We can get and into it it's more. It's funny because I think Zach. It, I didn't really talk to you about it, but I think yeah. Zach took a little bit more, f- like a, a different slant from it than even I did. Yeah, I'm interested. This so. is what I'm, I'm super interested. In yeah, it. that's what I we're just wanted super to give people about. a chance because I know a lot of people that listen to our podcast won't listen to podcasts. They'll stop when they haven't read when we go spoilers because they haven't read something. Well, and read this and might be back. one you want to read. Even right. if they're spoilers, that's exactly what I was trying to get. Just at. because yeah. it is, it is that kind of a book. Well, Correct. and that's the thing is, is that um, I totally agree with that because just talking very basically, we have not discussed in depth any of us what we feel about this book. But just the little hints that we have, yeah. we all have different things, and that's how cool this book is. Is that I could say one thing and you can read it, right. and you go, "No, Zach was totally different." Well, and, about and no, here's the thing: it's not it, it's not in a wrong opinion of no, what you got right out of it. No. It's just there's like so what much your take is could there's be so completely much. different than somebody else's take. Yeah, there's so much here because what it's whatever you you latch onto in the story. Exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you if you want if you like that sort of material, if you go oh I love reading the new Vertigo book, the new Image book, something like that, then you got to be reading this. Right. My, my this. final pitch is that I know that every time you run into your friend that reads books but doesn't like poo poos on comics or is like you know what I want to try comics and poo-poo's blah blah blah. Comics. Um, <laughs> it's everybody goes well read Watchmen. That's that's your go to. You, yes. This is my first venture into actually, comics. I'm a well-read actually, reader. Blah, blah, blah. I, I think Watchmen's a little too even dense for that, honestly. But. Right, but that's the go-to. I mean, sure. if you ask, except for Sean, if you ask, nine out of ten people will go, Watchmen, read Watchmen. Yeah, it's, it's the I, think, I think Watchmen's for, the one you yeah. gotta work up to. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. for a long time that was the, the that was standard. the bridge, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I yes. get what you're saying. Yeah. Time voted it the, on would, their yeah. list of 20 greatest novels of all time. Right. It was the only comic book on there. So yeah. I yeah. would challenge that AD belongs on this list right next to it. I agree with you. <laughs> um, so that's our pitch. Now we're going into spoilers for those. Well, first of all, I'm gonna go go for it. really quickly. Yeah. Um, the premise of this book. Yeah, oh, yes. hit it. So the premise of this book is: What if we found a cure for death? I am pulling this off the back of the right. Book. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, so you, here's here's the little pitch, the little elevator pitch that they have on the back yeah. of the book. Years after the discovery of a genetic cure for mortality, one man starts to question everything, leading him on a mind-bending journey that will bring him face to face with his past and his own personal legacy. Yeah. That is basically the elevator. That is, they, they've cured death. Right. Yes. They've cured death and they've they've moved on and now they're living in what they call cycles, basically. Yes. 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 Um, so that's so that's what you're going into that's, if you want to jump into this book. All right. Let's spoil now. Yeah. So let's get into the meat and potatoes. Okay. Because 
This was fantastic. Okay. Well, and so because you know, like because of this, I learned a new word. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which word was that? <laughs> I, will, I actually can't had to Google a word. Totally. Why? Well, yeah, I looked it up because I was oh, like, yeah. I think this is what I think this means. And um, I was I was well, on, but it, yeah. While so, he while he looks that up. Well, yeah. no, I have it right here. Uh, oh, you do. Go, yeah. go for it. Oh, yeah. So it's I think it's pronounced senescence. Oh yeah, that's how I said it too. Senescence. Yeah. Okay. So it's the condition or process of deterioration with age, loss of a cell's power of division and growth. Yes. I had no idea that <laughs> sure, that was a word for that. <laughs> yeah, me either. It's pretty it's not often that I come across a book where right. I'm reading words and I'm like, I don't know what this is <laughs> exactly. This is the first book I've read that had a uh, at least comic book I've read that had lexicon in it. <laughs> I oh, was yeah. like, Oh, look at that. <laughs> so um so uh, Scott Snyder was the writer on this. Yes. Um, Jeff Lemire was the artist on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can double down and do both. I was he, say, he can do both. When I was reading it, I was like, "This could be either of them." <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I, I guarantee you, Lemire had something to do with. Yeah. I'm sure they story. talked about. I'm sure stuff. they actually. Oh yeah. You yes. know, plot laid stuff out. Exactly. Um, and I'm happy to hear you guys feel the same way because I, I got done reading these and I went, "This is." Watchmen level fantastic in my opinion. Yeah, but it doesn't get that credit because of the intimidation factor. Like you I don't, said, I honestly right. think it hasn't been out long enough. It hasn't. It hasn't yeah, reached enough not. hands no, no, for no. people I, to really get there. I one hundred percent believe in like you know thirty years, people will be talking about this book because uh, what's going to happen is what happened to me with Watchmen I, when I was a younger kid. As I was reading Watchmen, it was blowing me away with like concept high level concepts sure. that I wasn't even really knowledgeable enough to kind of process yeah and that I think will happen to some 15 year old with these books sure he's gonna randomly pick these up and then he's gonna blow up and everybody's gonna take on to it and, it, and it's just gonna be fire yes um, fire the, so the, the big thing that I one of the things that jumps out just from the get go even if you flip through these books is gonna be the pros uh, they have a really cool method of storytelling here where they do part comic book and part novel with illustrations, mm-hmm. which is very cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, it all... Kind of like Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein. Yeah. That we did yeah. the illustrations and then all the... Well, and even with that, to it. me, a lot of the pros were um, mental processing. Sure. And kind of like... Well, a lot of it was to tell backstory. Right, and telling... Well, and then you would flip to... And to me, that that cutoff flipping to the comic book, um, the traditional comic book illustrations and bubbles was a a great, like... And now you're here. Well, it's more... uh, This is more of the present. Right, you're... it's, It's almost jarring, like you're in this mental process thought, and then all of a sudden... Bam! You're in the you're in the present and yes. you're doing things, you know, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And then he f- kind of fades off into another process yes. or backstory or you know. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this could have been an extremely long, long run comic book. Yeah. If they wanted to draw it out, sure, and take all the pros out of it and sure. make that comics. Oh yeah. You this would have been going on for five six years. Yeah. It, it, yeah. No, you're out. So it's a very yes. condensed version of what that is. It is. It's it's pretty quick. But um, so let's talk about the first book and go through it and try to burn them by book by book by book, and hopefully we can get it done in time. Okay. So the first book starts off with a lot of history. Yep, of the main character. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's talking. He talks about his earliest memory. Yes. And which, then he talks about also. I think that's the one he starts talking about what he does for or did for a living yeah. before they found a cure for death, where he's a thief. Yeah. Uh, no, kind of. In the first one, he's. I thought mo- at the end he started talking about. No, that. he mostly talks about. Uh, 
his uh, ex- acceptance of his mo- mother's sickness. His mother's, yeah, his mother's sickness. sickness and, yeah, and, 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 and he talks about stealing the very first thing. Yeah, the, the why tape deck. he stole it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, but and that he, ties into because he, yeah. he's talking about what his. But he really gets into was. his like what what a the bread and steak thing are in book yes. two. Yes, and he um and he is changing um his position or his uh, station from a farm to a outpost um higher up in a mountain. Yes, and now um, um and that's kind of that's kind of the gist. Yeah. The the big thing is, and I, because like yeah, you said, they, they go through psych since they've already cured death. Yes. There's only a there's not everybody in the world is not around still. Right. Yes. But there is there's definitely a you have this job for what they term a cycle, and the cycle could be anywhere from twenty five to eighty years. Yeah. So you yes. have a job for eighty fucking years. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You, that's, yeah. And, that's a and long you time. can and people can only remember a hundred years at a time. Right. So once you get past a hundred, you start losing um, memories. Well, and in this one, uh, in this first book, uh, there's going to be a you lose memories and become sort of weirdly reborn. Yeah. Yes. So. In this book, uh, there's going to be in each book, there's going to be like kind of c- scenarios and and uh, uh, parts that I think really take you back. Yeah. And I know that Zach and I share on this one which part that is. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say is that the the big thing for me in this book was um, no one has, and like I said, we're going to bring it we're going to bring it deep here now. We're going to bring it low. Um. No one, I have not read any comic books or movies or novels that have described the way that I feel on a daily basis, uh-huh. like um, Scott Snyder did in here. And basically, it's the, um, he uses the analogy of uh, ice and black um, uh, ice water underneath, and how... Oh, and that you're playing on the ice. We're all playing on the ice, and this is life, this is life and death, um, that that we're all playing, it's all fun, you can play hockey, you can play with your family members, you can uh, slide around, it's a lot of fun, but eventually we all have to uh, plunge into that water. And sometimes well, you see... Well, any given moment that ice could break, yep. which means any moment you could die, yep. and you fall into the water and expire. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And, so, and him talking about, you know... Um, why is that only me? Why is it that there are people out there that don't seem to matter Am about I broken? Them? Am I broken? Because uh, that's something that constantly... I can't ever just go, oh, let's have a fun day on top of the ice. It's always, there's water and it's going to be... Um, right. So um, that was very powerful yeah. uh, to me uh, in this book. Correct. And uh, one of the things about this first book, because I wanted to bring it, talk about how you said we all read the first book, and then we waited for the ones to read it. Yes. And a lot of people who picked up the first one, um, I'm not going to say disliked it, but a lot of people said, oh, it's not for me, or it's too um, intimidating. And the thing I will say is that um, reading it all together now, is that they, they don't... They're going for a long game, and there are things in here where you go, "What is this? What is going what does on? That mean? What, what is that mean? exactly?" And um, well, they it, definitely don't give it all to you in the first. They book. do. Ew. They don't. Uh, the typical thing in comic books and in movies and in TV shows is the first episode, the first issue, the first whatever sets it up. They go, "This is your good guy. This is your bad guy. Here's his goal. Uh, what obstacle does he have to get through?" And you're on your way. And people, you know, either like or dislike that. Oh, okay. But this one, it kind of goes, "Here's your person. Here's the world in the strange." And you go, "Well, why is he going to this base? What's he doing? Why does he? Why is he stealing a cow? You know, why is that?" important they don't tell you in this first issue why is it important which but but when you read all three of it though and it wraps up in the end yeah and the stuff that they call back to is great right 
they're banking that you'll be in with them. Yes. Uh, they're not trying to win you over with the first issue. No. Um, for me, there is a lot of discussion, and like Zach, I have the same... Uh, I did have the same kind of mental process about, you know, uh, the, the big looming space, the darkness, the, the beyond, or whatever, and how how you can live day to day and kind of still always have that in the back of your head and that yes. the kind of fear that that causes. This really hit home with me. Um, my mother was very sick and I had to take care of her for a long time. And his mother has the same problem. And the way he describes watching his mom kind of deteriorate and having these false um, memories and things like that really hit home with me. Yeah. And uh, um, you, so the first book for me was so well done and it's very character driven about the past of our character the main character absolutely what about you homie so like out of the end result is that what you guys got out of it um Um, the first book (laughs) because we're talking about just the first uh for me i got a watching the very first book the thing that i got out of it was a man or a boy really trying to um trying to understand why he seems to be the only one that cares about um, the loss of mortality, like shedding his mortal coil. Um, To me, it's he watched his mom plummet and, and, and saw like that even in the because in this in well, this does he the, care about it because after so many years he's just done with it no because uh, if you if you lived forever right wouldn't there be a point in your life that you get to where you'd be like I've had enough well, well I don't sure, get well, that in the, for, in the first book I don't get that very I much at all I absolutely get that right at the beginning yeah to me because I, I get that at the beginning right away right. where even talking about his family he's like he's giving you the backstory he's right. giving you the history but as he starts to move on to what's going on today I'm like this guy's done Right. He's done with his this phase of this, life this or whatever cycles, you want to call right. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I immediately picked up on right. that. I did not. I so. got uh, someone that was scared and living in a um I will say that at the end when he got to the the well, science I was place say, that, by the end. Yeah. But the ending of the book um because well, yeah, he was doing, I mean, it was all set up to me where he gets the cow and he steals the cow and then he right. makes it. Yeah. He, he runs into the former lover. Right. Yep. You know, the person that he's had cycles with where he's lived with right. or had relationships right. with. And the other reason he knows this is because he keeps fucking journals. Right. So he yeah. keeps journals and he writes all this right. stuff down, puts it in his journals, and occasionally yeah. he'll find the journals and remember. Right. You know? So... Uh, so yes, I know I'm jumping a tiny bit ahead with the journal, bit, but, but no, he mentions the journals yeah, in the he's first talking one. About the journal. So because he's talking to her about not it. so much journal, but the recorder he stole. Too. It, well, the recorder, the journal, and then the welcome mat. Yeah. So the welcome mat doesn't get described till later, but it's also a thing where hey, this triggers a memory. Right. Why does this trigger a memory? So, but to me, like he's in that first book, I, I definitely get the feeling that. I need, I need to get out. Yeah, so I didn't get that he needed to get out, but I did know he wanted a change or something like that, you know? He wanted to do something, yes. Right, yeah. I got that he was plotting. Yes. I didn't understand what. Um, well, I didn't understand what. Yeah, but I, 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 I kind of got the why. To me, but. I felt that he was, he used to, he was describing how scared he was of death and then found a world where that wasn't a problem anymore. Yes. And now he's changing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what I got from it. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing of that, for me, was so poignant in the first book was the description of that fear of death that took me back. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... Uh, 
Uh, that's the. It's the exact same thing with me too. I, I read it and I. Um, well, this is what I'm saying is you can get a little something different out of the book. Yeah, totally. Compared to. Uh, what I got out of it. Right, let's, totally. Let's, uh, and I, maybe I just read deeper into things or look between the panels, I, I guess. Say, I don't know how you describe yeah, that. I don't either. Because I'll always get a different, like, this. the context to me is always mm. a little different than what I, when I, when I talk to most people about comics, because, like, the Flex Mentality book is the perfect example that I can give. Right. Where there is so much subcontext going on in that book. Mm-hmm. There's so much deep shit going on in that book. Most people gloss over it and have no idea what's in it. Right. There. Uh, so so uh, hopefully they don't uh, take offense, but uh, the thing that Richie and I are talking about is uh, the best way I can describe the feeling is like being out on a frozen lake with the people you know, your friends, your family. You're out there together and everyone is enjoying the ice, laughing as they teeter and slide about. Kids chase each other. Older folks shuffle forward arm in arm. And you're enjoying yourself too. You are. You take a running start and drop to your knees, pinwheeling across the ice. It's thrilling and hilarious, but who cares because there's some part of you, some deep part that cannot stop thinking about the freezing water beneath the ice stop it you say to yourself stop it but you can't stop it because some part of you refuses to ignore what's beneath to ignore the fact that at some point maybe in seconds maybe in weeks maybe years if it stays cold and you're lucky but sometime in the foreseeable future the ice will give way to the cold black water below it and one by one your friends your family and you will all fall in yeah because he's talking about how everybody dies yep right Everybody dies. That's you can't escape it. That's a great description it. of that feeling, though. <laughs> but that's, that's where he's... But <laughs> if that's the only thing you grabbed onto in this It's book, not the only thing I grabbed that's the, I could see that's the most yeah. maybe the most powerful right. for you guys. Yeah. And I, I dug that part, yeah. the explanation of death and losing yeah. a family. I totally get, got that. But yeah. I don't know. There's, I guess I took other stuff, yeah. too. <laughs> right. So that's why I was asking. What was your, your... Was there a part in there that you just grasped onto that was nice? Or? For me, it's an overarching entire but thing that I'll explain okay. at the end. Okay, cool. It's well, going to make more sense. Well, if, all right, that's fine. We'll move so, on to but the that, But one. that's why I brought up, yeah. hey, you know, for me, he's looking for absolute change in right. a situation. So. Well, and, Agreed. and the second one is going to be more about... This is where he does kind of go into the fact that he is a thief. Yeah, he goes heavy into the fact yeah. because it really pertains to what the he, Yeah, he goes into his life is. before, right. um, during, um, helping start the program, uh, stealing things, helping the uh, person come up with the cure for death mm-hmm. and what that kind of looks like. Right. And, and really a, a great explanation of, uh, again, a, a guy who's kind of been living life um, in a kind of thrill-seeking manner, but really not moved by those thrills, yes. except for in those subtle moments. To me, well, to me, it's something he just kind of found. He was good, at. right? Like he just kind of well, and he said like that pulsating feeling at the end when he steals the honey and the milk. You know, yes, uh, is like really all that there that's there for, and it you know, it was what mm-hmm. he was good at, and. He takes the other things, and it's really just him living behind. After watching, uh, did we? We did mention. I don't know because we're zipping back and forth with thought. But uh, his mother does pass with um, his um, baby unborn brother, brother that wasn't born. Her. Yeah. So he, he has. He's and a the real, thought of like having somebody trapped inside somebody else, mm-hmm. trying to right. basically just be born. Right. But suffocating to death yeah. in a in a dying body right. and some also pretty the heavy loss shit. of your mother. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. And that kind of breaks down like his family relationship from the first one as well. He yes. does kind of sidely mention that he takes care of his father until his passing after a stroke. Yep. yep. Um, in this book, and uh, we just see a a darker adult who's 
um, really a thief using uh, using the heist as kind of like you would a Monday morning traffic session. It's just kind of like something he does. Yeah, well, because I mean, in the background, he serves. He's got his normal five, nine to five job where right. he's like selling, uh-huh. you know, custom built homes or tracked custom built homes, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, but then he's also. Has this, this underground thing he's doing? Did you get flashbacks reading all about the wood laminate and resin and stuff. No, I blocked all that. <laughs> yeah, out. you just. <laughs> Sean, but, I used to work in flooring. <laughs> yeah, completely blocked that out. But yeah, no, he and then like he starts talking about how on the internet he found mm-hmm. a group where they yeah. basically contact him and get him to, hey, I need you to steal this impossible thing right. in this impossible situation for these really rich people. And he's right. like, all right, all right well, sure. let me figure it out. Yeah. Yep, uh, and it needs to be delivered at this time. Yeah, yeah great stuff. <laughs> that that stuff melds into uh, him essentially meeting a billionaire who's working with other corporations to create this retreat that eventually will become uh, the place where people um, can live forever. Yes, and because uh, they're they're very close to discovering correct the cure for death. And this was yes. another part where I kind of attached to the character because um, at the time. Um, I went through a divorce. I really didn't want to talk to anyone, and I kind of secluded myself to online gaming. And I would communicate to people through my avatar online. And I would just talk to them. And because they were complete strangers, I would say things to to them that I would never tell, like, even people I meet face-to-face. It was just easier to talk to this faceless thing. And uh, I went the opposite way and went triple outgoing with everybody I ever met. Yeah, see, so we went different (laughs) ways. But I just started, like, you know, discussing... There are people, unknown people on the internet, <clears throat> that know a very deep side of me that I don't really express to many people outside of that. Uh, you guys know me mostly pretty well, but like outside of those those type of well, things. But and a good example of that is Ben. I've had some serious deep conversations ben, with Ben. Exactly, and ben yeah. is somebody that we play, we've played Destiny with for three <laughs> right. years. Right. I've never met this person, right. but we've had super deep conversations about mm-hmm. him and where he is in life and yeah. stuff like that. And that's that's exa- so. a perfect example. And he does that with a a very rich um, individual. And yes. because of his discussion about the loss of his mother and the concepts of in his fear of death and and the way he's lived his life, uh, this person almost kind of creates a kinship with him sure. through yeah. the internet finds him physically and says not only do you have the talents to help me accomplish what I need to be get done yes but you're the perfect candidate to bring with me you know and becomes this friend to his yep and essentially uses him to do something very dark uh, yeah. to um uh create this new process of prolonged life yes. which will lead us into book three yeah anything else from book two you guys want to well like i said i think it's very uh connection piece it was yeah, a, it was it's, a, it's a connective yeah. piece yeah so um you, you get the story of what's going on how they so, kind of how they solve it right that, yeah all that kind of stuff. yeah the, the third book is um he finally decides that he's gonna leave he's gonna try and look for other people well towards the towards the end of the the second book you discover he has the conversation with the guy who basically helped fund him right or he helped still the things he needed to do it and he's meeting with him again and he's saying hey dude i'm i've heard this i'm leaving i've heard the call out from this this forager which was the last expedition that went out very good that's what i missed in two yeah Yeah. i i need to go i'm gonna go head out and i'm gonna go take care of this and i want to bring this girl with me right and he's like no you can't do that you've already you've already tried this before right you just forgot yeah he straight up tells him that in the second book and and also in two he uh this is what we didn't explain was that as they rose up, this town of 
the people that can live forever. It was about 200,000 people that they took up, and one by one they would bring more people up. The world beneath them ended up kind of devouring themselves. It yes. kind of collapsed it, and yeah. became not a hospitable place, and basically. They, they, kind of, they, they brush over it, but essentially they say, you know, think of whatever disaster you want. And it's, Disease, nuclear war. Yeah. Yeah. They call it the dying. There's a, there's, a, there's a point when you can travel from the the area that's safe down through the clouds because you're going down right and the clouds are all completely toxic and will kill you correct exactly so, so now we have this world where people live forever and then it's it's in a mountaintop with this utopia almost and then below that mountaintop is this nasty uh beautifully uh watercolored by uh Lemire, uh purple kind of lightning storm-esque clouds that are poisonous to you as you go deeper, deeper down into the world of the dead. Yep. So that's what they kind of explain. And now our, our main character, Cook, wants to... He wants to... He believes that Voyager, the group Voyager, is out there, and they the life still exists he's, down yeah, in the dying world. Yeah, he's heard them calling out to yeah. him because he was when he was the radio operator as right. his new job. Correct. He he was calling out, "Hey, is there anybody out there?" And he heard somebody respond. Yeah. Yes. And so the, he goes to the rich guy who created the or took the so you know, what, took death away called, or whatever what they call it. And oh. he basically when they're the cool thing is when they start the conversation, the guy's talking because the guy used to be a really well known music producer. Yes. Before he solved that. Right. And he became a billionaire doing that. Uh-huh. So when he was when he was a music producer, he just had an ear for this kind of stuff, and his ears started going, and this is what really spurred him to want to figure out how to fix everything because uh-huh. he didn't want to have that lose those facilities. Right. Well, when they're having this conversation, they first meet up at this this orchestra, orchestra setting that's been playing for a very long time, and they're discovering new notes. Right. I love the fact that if you live long enough, you'll discover new colors and new notes right. and new ways of being. Sure. Yeah. That is awesome to me. Because especially being somebody who's super into music, yeah. the fact that you can discover underlying notes that you didn't know were there uh-huh. suddenly. Right. And they're t- they, they kind of talk about that right before they have the big conversation well, where he's like, then, I'm going to split, dude. But not only that, but then after that discussion where he says they're creating new, new works of art and things like that, uh, Cook says something pretty devastating to him as he leaves and says, it doesn't sound like anything. Yes. You know? Yes. Well, and, and again, like it doesn't have that flavor of... Of history and past. Well, that's what I was going to say. That that kind of the, yeah, that kind of ties into uh, what I think the whole book's about. So then we slip into book three, where we get everything. They just they just this is this is this is his descent down into past the clouds into the world. This is you finding out the exact uh, methods of how they um, created the the cure and how they created the um, world, uh, their little you know um, utopia. You find out that they that he was asked to steal a girl who had this um, disease. Super rare disease. Super rare disease that they actually tapped into to cure death. And There's he, like only three people on the planet supposedly yeah. that have this disease and the yep. disease basically stops you from aging. aging. Or parts of you from but aging. It, from but parts of you. what yes. other parts so like your, lo- your liver might keep aging but right. your spleen doesn't right. or your or liver is aging rate. normally and your yeah, heart everything is, is not moving slowly. at the same yeah. rate so you basically exactly. become completely invalid right exactly they call you displaced so you're all like messed, all messed up. up you have like completely the eyes of the, yeah yep. so um and so he also feels so much guilt that he decides that he's going to take her with him so uh, and they go they get down to their spot where they want to get to so he challenges the 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 he challenges the, I guess, government or whatever, the the runner of this, and says, "No, I'm going down." Yep. Even though they keep telling him not to go down there, not to go down there, and he 
he also manages to steal Claire by using a genetic, genetically enhanced cow to mm. replace her, so she can actually he can actually move her out of a room. Yeah. And uh, so he's been working many cycles on this. Yes. And he's uh, the reason he wants Claire is because they had the they had this. Um, they had a disease that they were curing, and they needed to test it on Claire. So yeah. he took this girl from the children's hospital, and they put her in this, and he used her, essentially her blood and her cells, and and created this cure. Yes. And they, they started putting it in the water and things like that, but she kind of just remains as she is, and kind of... So she's stuck in hell. And yeah, she's absolutely just. She's spent hell. hundreds and hundreds of years in this body. In this body that's um, severely handicapped, and they're using her for her genes. Yeah, and obviously Cook says, "I want to end this with her. I want to take her down there and see if we can help other people." And um, his friend, something night, can't remember. Errant. Uh, Errant. Thank yeah, you. Errant. Yes. Errant says, "You know, I can't let you do that. We need her. What if something happens?" Again, Cook's argument is that they've gotten the cure into the water at this point. They don't need yeah, her. They don't need her for anything. And he's, Why are you keeping this yeah. poor person alive? And he's, he's essentially really saying like she's Plan B if something happens and and things like that. So yeah. So we we follow all that. We follow the fact that he keeps books about himself. Yep. We also follow the fact that he's lost memories and realized. Yep. And one day he was cleaning and found yes. these books. And this, for and the, the record, when they describe these books, I was like, they have got to make these with that the cover where it's just white and the tree, a well, green tree on them. But that's kind of what kinda these are. We kind of have that, yeah. but I just want that's all white with a green well, tree. No, I, I, I get it. But yeah. that's the cool thing. Well, with that. and I love the fact this is a, almost a rinse and repeat story because he's basically been trapped in the same thing where he loses his memory and yes. then discovers the journals again and decides to do this again right repeatedly which which is the and very his friend end. yeah the very is end. there to always try to stop him yeah, the very, the very right. end Aaron so, comes by and says you do so he this. finds the forager boat yes uh, which he's been hunting the whole time. Well, the funny thing is, he was calling out to himself, right? Because he was the last expedition in the Forester. Correct. That yes. went out to yes. try to discover and make sure life was okay. And in a true, great, um, ambiguous fashion, they say, "You've done this before. You always come back, and then a couple hundred years, you'll do it again." And he goes, "No, not this time," because that's what you always say. Yeah. So yeah. So what he keeps saying is, "I'm going to take Claire. I'm going to go down." And Errant. 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 Aaron says to him, as a friend, you keep trying and you keep failing. Essentially, you get to this point and you get scared of the actual realization of death. And then you you weep to me. You hand me this very ill girl and tell me to, and then beg me to take you back to eternal life every time. And then after a couple hundred years, you come back and you say... You find your book, because you'll throw that book right in the water, and then I take that book out of the water, and I put it back, and I let you read it. I let you get gain your confidence and try to go out again. And you never do it. And this time, Cook says, this is going to be different. The girl wakes up. She says, please, please help me. And he goes, this is going to happen again. She'll be screaming and crying, and I have to carry her over my shoulder back to Utopia. Yeah. And then the uh, and then what happens? Then the, very end, the says, worst part. Well, and then the very end, he says, uh, uh, "Yeah, he says uh, this time I'll close my eyes. I'll remember. I will open them, and we will go." And the very last thing is him standing one foot into the water. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Well, you, it's a, it's a leave it up to you. It yeah. is a leave it up to you. It's, it's an, an ambiguous, ambiguous ending, ending. Yes. as it, I think it should be. It should with be. This, so, with so this in high your, concept in your state book. of, of yes. mental, does he leave or does he stay? I he, he goes. You think he goes? He goes. I think he stays. I think he goes. I yes. I think that, um, Errant is actually helping him go. I think that uh, there's. Uh, I think after many years he will. So regardless, I guess yeah, in the end already he been, will. This has already yeah. been many years. Right. Well, so so now that we've gone through the three, I think we want to talk really quickly about our. Yeah, what we, we have think. about ten minutes. Yeah, something like that. Hurt. Yeah. Um, so my basic thing, and I'm I'm Sean. I'm sure we'll get into more in depth into his. But the whole point about this book, I think, is um, showing you what happens if somebody who um, just talking today with you and also Scott Snyder here, people who have that fear of death. What happens if that was taken away, and and how for a while that would be really great. You know what I mean? We could feel like we can do stuff. We can play more games, learn to play the guitar. We can see new colors. We can, you know, view new notes. Doesn't that sound wonderful? But then at the end, realizing that none of it, uh, none of it matters if there's not an ending. Like he said, that music that he was like, oh, we've been playing this for hundreds of years. Isn't this great? And he says there's nothing to it. Because there's no passion, there's no fear, there's no fragileness. He, he brings that up. The fragileness of life is what makes things special. Uh-huh. And so at the end, that's I. My feeling is that this is his journey where he understands that this is not. This is the you know we don't know how many times he's done it before, but you know is this the first, fifth time, sixth time, tenth time? Doesn't matter. Three hundred times. Yeah, it right, doesn't right. matter. But Whatever this is want. this. The reason why we're coming in on this story is that this is finally the time that he realizes I am afraid of death, but I am afraid of everything. My my love, my um, my passion, my my memories of my mom. You know what I mean? He only remembers that stuff because of the journals. Uh-huh. His mom and that kind of connection um, that he has is been has been diminished. Yeah. And you know, would that upset you to find out that, yeah, you read it and you understand, but you don't feel it anymore? Right. Does that make the love you have for your mother, um, is that better or is that worse? Right. And eventually he gets to that's worse, that she's just a thing on a page. Gotcha. And the ending is Claire, uh, especially because <laughs> of her horrible life she's had, and him going, it needs to end to have meaning. Right. So that's 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 my thing. I love that take. I th- Mine is a similar th- one to yours where um, I what I like about it is that even through the books, I feel like we engage from juvenile to understanding to... Uh, to true acceptance mm-hmm. with the book, you start with a guy that's truly afraid of uh, of death, and not only th- afraid, but juvenilely thinks he knows why. Um, sure. And then uh, the second book is more of the same, where you kind of just kind of recognize where you are in the world. Sure. And the third is the challenge of um, embracing the unknown. And yeah. maybe even admitting that you don't know what's going to happen, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the way he described the cows, and the sure the uh, made me feel like a kid that was afraid of the dark, and because a toddler can't understand math, maybe we can't understand that as well, and that's okay, and it's fine, and and maybe I was wrong with what I what I knew in my heart was my mom's idea of what she was when she saw me in that horror and that scream, mm-hmm. and him realizing that he could have been completely wrong. 
Um, It really gave me comfort as I was reading that. And uh, the way he challenged those fears... And not all, then all the way to the point of bringing it back to even when you get at the end of the line point, you're still going to have to face that one, un, you know, yep. that one truth that will always happen of you're still scared. Sure. It doesn't matter how many times you talk yourself into like, I'm super brave. I can do this. I don't care what happens. I'm going to jump off this cliff. There's going to be that truth of that guy just standing there going, done this a thousand times. You're still scared. Yep. It's lying. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just so, so great to me. Uh, just well written and yeah, stunner. So all right, Sean, let's got. yeah, let's. So very much like I agree with pretty much with what you guys both said right. as far as how the story plays out. Right. But I take the the only other thing I take from this is it's never good to be stagnant or complacent in your life, uh-huh. and complacency drives you to explore unknown boundaries if you have the guts to do it mm-hmm. so very much so the end of this book is him finding the guts to do it to break the stagnation to break the mold to break the the cycle he's stuck in to go and reach for the new right um at some point he was even explaining on your point where he was like talking about how he could create like he knew how to play guitar violin yeah all these instruments he was like he was like can i build a table sure i just don't know why i can build be able to build a table yeah (laughs) but my hands know how to do it because he's got because he's had 100 years of yeah so there was another book that came out a while years years back i I loved which you made me read when i started return of the dapper men to me is a very similar style of story absolutely because of the meaning behind it of not being stagnant it not being stuck in the same place all the time doing the same things reaching out for the for the new reaching out for the something you know or like like uh just finding that thing that makes you go to that next level for yourself whether it's death or whether it's you know i'm stuck in this job that sucks i need a new job Mm -hmm. whatever it is you're finding that next step to to actually take to brave that step and to to be that next that next you right so that these are both both books that are mirrored for that for me. Right. I'm gonna have to read Return of the Dapperman. This book is excellent. I'll lend yeah. it to you, but it better come back to me like tomorrow. Well, well, yeah. don't. Well, I don't know about tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll just probably buy my own. But, they, but anyway, no, they're um, they don't freaking make it anymore because yeah. they're okay. jackasses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah. like so both stories. They're they're definitely heavy reads. You know, um, they're meaty. Yeah. Yeah. After death is a heavy read, and it'll make you think about like your own mortality. Yeah. It'll make you think about you made you you think about your mom. You know, yeah. it made Zach think about. I think about the being afraid of death every day. Yeah. Yep. I, well, it did not make me think of that because I'm. A, it's not a lot of the times I'm a, I'm a weirdly spontaneous person, way right. more than both of you. Sure. I think, where I'm just kind of like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it, right. and I just kind of go do stuff. Well, and right. it's and 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 yeah, yeah. and like I said, we don't. But I don't. To I don't. On I don't think about that part of. There's the underlying that feeling thing of, is that always I can, there. That not the it's thought. not. It's not for me. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that's that's the that's what. Exactly. That's why. Talk, that's why it's a little bit of a different right. take for me because I don't have that part. Was very. It was a very wonderful description right. of being afraid of death and right. being afraid of your family's death. But I don't. Even when he was talking about like, and even I'm older scuffed, than you guys, yeah. so I should. Well, really, I should really be on that train. <laughs> um, I don't know. I had a. I don't know if you guys have had a near death experience. Oh yeah. But I. I Absolutely. I did. And it was. It really messed with me because I was like, I was sixteen. And I, for me, 
ever since that day, I'd always try to talk. Because when you know you get drunk at you know some party and you're trying to talk to somebody, which is not a good time to talk about it. But you go into it and you try to explain it, or even when you're not and you're just in a really eloquent discussion with someone, you kind of dive into it and you you get lost in the words because the the ideas and the vastness of that specific sure. to- topic kind of just pulls away from you, and uh, your words just kind yeah. of fall apart. Uh, I didn't think there was a good way to describe it. And this was perfection in that. When he discussed, you know, that he had a love laying her her head on his shoulder. And he looked at her and he was happy in a moment. And then it turned into just hair and a scalp and cells of a structure that we're constantly in. And essentially Mm -hmm. it's just all a machine that's breaking down. And you go, why do I think like that? Yes. Well, why isn't does, well, is it just me or is it every? No, I, I think about really. Well, yeah, and I know you do. Like that's that why I'm saying time. that. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying is it's but, not necessarily but the, but the, the fear of death as much as just the. But the way the Zach's concept. putting it, the, the, he doesn't necessarily dwell on it, but it's always right. in his mind. Yes. Totally, it's always there in the back of his mind, and it's not yes. it's not always there in the back of my mind. Right, it'll be gone for a while, and then it'll come back, and I'll be like, Oh, my mom's gonna die someday. I'm gonna have right. to deal with that. That's gonna really you know screw yeah, me up right. pretty bad. And then what about my brothers and sisters? Well, that's gonna screw me up what about my friends that's going to screw me up sure. but then it'll be like that for a little while and then it's gone yeah and then I don't think about it at all yeah, and for, it's a, a, for, a, for a chunk of time I won't think about it too. at all <laughs> yeah, this is after, like you're talking about having a near death experience when yeah. I was doing floors and I was driving because I used to have to eat lunch in my car right and drive from space to space because I never had time for lunch yeah and this one time I started choking in the car on the highway Ugh. and I could not breathe at all right and I had to like quickly pull off the highway pull into this what I didn't know was an old folks community apartment complex or whatever right and basically give myself a Heimlich maneuver or I was gonna die yeah and I had to put the hand on there and jump on the front of my car and it came dislodged and I puked all over my car it was awesome yeah that's awesome <laughs> So saved my own life, and then all these old people came out of the apartment and started telling me, "You can't be here. This is private property." And you're just and like, I'm, I was going to die a second ago. beside my car, yep. you know, just gasping for air, yep. trying to breathe. Yep. And I look up and I'm like, "You can shut the fuck up now." I mean, I, you know, I shouldn't yeah. have said that. Right. I probably but shouldn't sure. have said that here. But that's fine. That's fine. One bomb in eight podcasts. We're doing. Yeah. we're doing well. We're doing well. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, that really definitely. <laughs> It affected me at the time, sure. but it didn't make me live in that moment for the rest of my life. I don't know what life. it was. For me, it was a 16-year-old in a Monte Carlo thought I could race a car, and I took a oh, car down is, Grant. Every kid is that stupid Yeah, I went about 100 miles an hour and tried to take a turn, and I flipped my car with two of my friends in it at 102 miles an hour. Uh, it flipped three and a half times where that old Chicago is. My car was completely there, completely devastated. It was on its top. We had to literally break out of the car, um, and I pulled my friend out. Now I should have. The feeling of like this is it when you you know you hit. It feels like hours and it's only seconds, you know. Sure. And you're like, that's it. Uh, I'm 16 and I have to say goodbye to all this, you know. And then I pulled my friend out of the car and he looked at me, and all miraculously none of my friends are are dead. And I pulled my, my heaviest friend out of the car and he looks at me and he goes. My dad is going to kick my ass. And then blood just starts streaming down his face. And, and now people are gathering around. Well, because it's that thought of, yeah. oh, no, right. we lived. I'm screwed. Right. And, you know, I'll tell you that I was so devastated that I was run- I was okay. I didn't have – what happened to me was I messed with my skull and, like, it had blood and 
It was all lumpy and stuff, but that was about it. But I was walking around hugging random strangers because I was so lost. I really got mad at my car, and then I started hugging people because I was super, like, just out of it. Yeah. And uh, the paramedics had taken my friends away, and, like, one paramedic asked, she was like, did you see the the accident and I was like see it I was driving it she's like you were in that car and I was like yeah I'm the driver that's my car and she's like sit down and like put me in but yeah, you were in shock yeah, yeah I was in super in shock yeah but yeah so I but I get that feeling of like oh my god I'm still here and that sure. that, that night when I was at home and everything was okay I just had this super thing wash over me and it's never kind of gone away of like that was that was supposed to be it that was really supposed yeah, to be. You guys, it. So sure. you guys have a hard time letting just random other things go in your life. I don't think the way so. people affect you. The way uh, so it depends. Some things, yeah, some things. Yeah. Um. I, well, and, and I also, like I said, we, we need to be wrapping it up. But right. um. But I def. Uh, Scott Snyder definitely um has talked about him that he deals with a uh, anxiety um issues yeah, and i that. and i definitely think that i have the exact same things right um i just haven't officially gotten them looked out but uh when i read this um i have not had a uh quote unquote that close of a death experience right i've had I suggested no it's not no <laughs> i've had a couple right uh but 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 just electrocuted myself but ever since ever since i was a, <laughs> ever since i was a small kid and i you know when that first thing of death uh realized it's been there since I don't know, I was five years old. Well, I think so. it's also a personality trait because Thomas, who comes in, <laughs> that guy's almost killed himself a couple times, and every time I see him, he's just like, he's hey, just what's like, going on? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love mean, that guy. He's just... He's exactly. like, oh, yeah, I, I don't have the vision in my left eye anymore, but that's okay. I can still read comics with my right eye. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two. I'm just exactly. like, dude. Um, <laughs> so... But uh, this all comes, that kind of conversation all comes from this, just this book. Exactly. This, this is a comic book that sparks that kind of yes. discussion, and that's what's so brilliant you, about this book. You need to read it. If you're listening to this and you um, haven't picked it up or... You or know, we're on the fence. Yes. Um, we still have copies of all three, um, and... I'll be preaching it from here on we'll, out. We'll so be preaching we'll it from here on out. Please stop by the mm-hmm. store. Uh, we can go on for another hour about this book. We really could. Um, we only got to barely anything we want to talk about here today. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's a deep book. It's a great written book. The artwork is great. Uh, this deserves more praise than it gets. And um, I'm super happy we did this. And I'm, I'm confident that it will. Yeah. I believe through the time, people are going to latch onto this book and find it. And it's going to sneak up and kind of get where it needs to be because it's that well done so. absolutely alright so next time we're going to pick a better like lighter topic we'll a little talk bit lighter. about My Little Ponies I think is the no. next one no oh no, no. oh <laughs> no so, I can talk about that that's fine he didn't even like try I to haven't pretend. read or Did watched any My that? Little Ponies no, no, but I will talk about it he didn't even try to pretend but no, either way no exactly. no alright so again guys uh, thank you for listening Remember that you're beautiful. We don't want you to, like, get all dark. Exactly. (laughs) It's still great. Come buy some comics and talk to us here at the shop. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Have a good week, you guys. Bye. Poor Peter Parker was pitiful. Couldn't have been any shyer. Mary Jane still wouldn't notice him. Even if his hair was on fire. That mutated spider came down Oh, and now Peter crawls over everyone's walls And he's swinging all over town La, 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 lady down 
There's evil doers to fight. 